You're listening to This Week in South Baltimore, brought to you by SouthBmore.com. Kevin, what's happening, my man? We are back another week of This Week in South Baltimore. It's been a few weeks since we last talked. What's been going on with you, man? How you been doing? Doing well, a little bit relaxed, had, had some beach time, but it's always about South Baltimore, so I'm ready to... Uh... Get back and talking about the latest and greatest. I hear you, man. I've been away uh, a couple of weeks myself. We're uh, doing, I'm doing this podcast remote today and uh, trying to get a little chill time. And as much as I love South Baltimore and love our neighborhood, you know, sometimes you got to step out for a little bit of sanity, you know, especially with the kids. Yeah. God, God bless that high speed internet makes a lot of things possible these days. I have to first give a shout out and say thank you to all of our new subscribers and uh, those of you that are listening via you know, iTunes and Pandora and Spotify, et cetera. I want to thank everybody who's been who's been listening and tuning in and, you know, would like to open it up, Kev. Where could we send folks? You know, let's talk about how, you know, we got all these people listening to us on the podcast now. Um, you know, would love to hear more feedback and kind of, you know, grow the show. And Yeah, that'd be awesome. You can find me on Twitter at Sobo Kevin. Feel free to uh, tag me on Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear on the podcast. You can email me, Kevin, at inceptmm.com. That email address is always linked to our website. So feel free to email me. Feel free to message southbeaver.com on Facebook. Or check in all of our ways to uh, get in touch with us. And we'd love to know uh, what your questions are, what you'd like to hear about on the podcast. But uh, we're really thrilled about our very solid growth and listeners. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you want to hear. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into it. As we always do, let's talk about some openings and closings of some of our restaurants and businesses around South Baltimore. Sure. There's always a lot of South Baltimore business news. And uh, e- even when there's not a pandemic going on, there's so many storefronts. There's so many commercial spaces in South Baltimore. There's just constantly a revolving door of uh, businesses opening and closing. We certainly hope that uh, that the closings are at a minimum, but uh, there's always news. So unfortunately, Himalayan Bistro, a ne- Nepalese and Indian restaurant that's been here since 2016, they are closing their 3,600 square foot restaurant at 1030 Light Street in Federal Hill. They they had a really good Indian and Nepalese buffet. They offered lunch and dinner. So unfortunately, they are closing that location. But the good news is, is owner Danny Lama Chain and his wife, Kalpana, who run that business, they want to stay in the neighborhood. They want to find another space that's smaller. So they are uh, out looking for another space to relocate Himalayan Bistro. Uh, I know we have a lot of real estate professionals that uh, tune into everything we're doing at SouthBeamer.com. So if you know of any spaces that might work for them, certainly let them know. We'd love to keep them in their neighborhood. Uh, it's a place I've been a few times. Delicious uh, Indian and Nepalese food. So uh, hopefully the uh, Lama Chain family can find a way to stay in the neighborhood. But unfortunately for now, 1030 Light Street is no longer the home of Himalayan Bistro. Moving to McHenry Row, they're, they're having some more closings, which is which is unfortunate. Fresh Cleaners is closing. That's a, uh, a dry cleaners in the neighborhood. Um, did not get a, a statement from them about um, their closing, but you got to think during this pandemic, uh, not many people are getting dressed up right now. So unfortunately, so many businesses, so many sectors of the economy have felt the effects of this uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And certainly uh, cleaners around the country are having a tough time as uh, we're probably doing this podcast in uh, bathing suits right now. <laughs> and then another closure at McHenry Row Haircuttery. The uh, the parent company of Haircuttery, Creative Hairdressers, uh, filed for bankruptcy in April. They had shut down this location of Haircuttery since the uh, state-mandated salons and barbershops uh, shut down uh, back in the spring. So they never reopened, and they won't be reopening. This is kind of a 
part of the fallout of that bankruptcy. And uh, I talked to uh, Jay Saperstein from the team of 28 Walker, who owns and manages McHenry Row. And he said they'll likely backfill both of these spaces with similar uses, probably another uh, another salon, another cleaners. You know, right now, the vacancies at McHenry Row are up to four. Uh, we also talked about the Urban Oyster closed in recent weeks. Also, World of Beer announced they weren't returning after the uh, closure from this pandemic. So they have four vacancies right now. They're listed with KLNB. This is the first time in the eight-year history of McHenry Row. They have several vacancies. Typically, anything that's closed at McHenry Row has been quickly filled in with another tenant. So uh, hopefully, the, the team at 28 Walker will get McHenry Row filled up pretty quickly. They're uh, one of the best uh retail developers in the city as they also have Canton Crossing. So we'll see what happens there. But certainly unfortunate we're losing some businesses at McHenry Row, but also uh, creates opportunity for new businesses that want to be part of that vibrant shopping center. Moving on to openings, uh, sticking with McHenry Row, NovaCare, who had a uh, physical therapy studio at Southside Marketplace just a couple blocks away. Uh, they weren't able to come to an agreement to stay at Southside Marketplace and their space was um, quickly taken over by ATI Physical Therapy. But now NovaCare has reached a deal with 28 Walker to open a space at McHenry Row there in Locust Point. And their space is actually going to be part of a subdivided space for Massage Envy. Uh, Massage Envy decided they didn't need as much square footage as they have. So part of their retail space will become the new home of NovaCare at McHenry Row. So NovaCare is looking to get that space open later this month, have a grand opening a little bit after that. So uh, NovaCare certainly committed to South Baltimore and looking forward to continuing to be a part of the community. And then we have an exciting opening for the South Baltimore Riverside community as Riverside Tap House has opened at 1542 Light Street. Uh, this is the former home of Das Beer House. The team there did a really nice renovation of the space. It's owned by Ryan Kehoe, who's a former general manager at Social Pub. He's a uh, veteran of the United States Navy. He's a neighborhood resident. He's brought on a team he's pretty excited about. Uh, Chris Canty is the beverage director for Riverside Tap House. He's a neighborhood guy. He's worked at places like Wiley Gunters. Uh, Justin Cox, a former manager at Social Pub. He's the new GM of Riverside Tap House. And then Chef Bobby Bassett, who um, helped start the, the menu at a couple of restaurants in the uh, City Dock area of Annapolis and uh, worked many years in the hotel industry. They told uh, Bobby to create a menu that's a take on bar food and it's got some really exciting looking items like cheesesteak egg rolls and all kinds of fancy cheesesteaks, smash burgers, a big salad recipe. All of their sauces are handmade. Uh, they do duck fat donuts that I, I got to try, which were really awesome. So a really, really creative bar food menu. And if you ever look at my my bio on southbeamer.com, it says I'm a bar food foodie. So this type of menu is right up my alley. So really excited, uh, really exciting menu there at Riverside Tap House. The space looks great. Like all restaurants, they're limited to 25% indoor capacity right now, but they have a, a, a nice amount of tables there along Randall Street for outdoor dining right now. So they're really excited to get open. They were hoping to open that for March Madness. And then obviously things happened, but now they're open now and uh, they're off to a great start. And then one other new business as Charles Street sees a, a lot of storefronts getting filled these days. Another one is opening is Patorco. This is a CBD hemp and natural products store, which is opening 1132 South Charles Street. This is the former home of the boutique Punch. Uh, Patorco is a CBD hemp and natural products store. They sell a lot of different products like creams and balms and soaps and uh, hemp that's uh, that you can smoke. They sell smoking devices. They sell gummies. So... Um, Really, uh, it's been interesting with SouthBeaver.com. I've never been a person that, that paid a lot of attention to marijuana slash cannabis or hemp slash CBD. So I've really gotten a, 
a big education on this this plant as we now have two cannabis dispensaries. Now we have Patorco, which is specializing in CBD and hemp, but certainly interesting uh, to learn about the differences there between hemp and cannabis as hemp is essentially the non-psychoactive cousin of cannabis where you can get kind of some of those um, benefits of cannabis without without the high. So it really, it's been, I think like most people, you've probably never heard of CBD a year and a half ago. Now it's kind of everywhere you look as there was the 2018 Farm Bill that was passed by Congress and then by President Trump that really allowed a, basically a complete legalization of of CBD, which has led to an explosion where not only you're going to see boutiques like Patorco opening, you're, you're probably going into corner stores and all kinds of places that also have CBD. So certainly there's been an explosion of growth of CBD and hemp and Patorco. It's owned by Hasib Akhtar, who, who's making his own products for Patorco. And he's really putting a lot of research in where he, he wants to make sure that CBD and hemp are as effective as possible, but also as affordable as possible. So he's putting a lot of work into that. And he's hoping this store in Federal Hill will be a great way to get a lot of good feedback on the products they're creating. And hopefully it can be a case where maybe they're wholesaling some of these products and opening up other stores. So uh, another CBD business opens there on Charles Street and uh, you can go in and check them out and learn about a a world of CBD that's uh, really exploded a lot in the last year and a half or so. And you said, Kevin, they're open right now? Yes, they are. Yeah, they opened uh, a couple weeks ago for a soft opening, and now they're there. And I should mention one other thing they have. They have a quite the selection of organic teas from around the world. So uh, certainly uh, all kinds of uh, plant-based products in there. So yeah, you can go in there now and check it out, have some tea, talk to Hasib and his team about this evolving um, technology and healthcare, and uh, check it out. That's very cool. And Kevin, it's funny, you you said it best yourself a few weeks ago when we were talking about how here in South Baltimore area where we don't just always get one business, right? Like all of a sudden we never had any, you know, poke bowl places, right? Now we have three, four of them. We never had any great quality ice cream places. Now we have three or four of them, right? So here it's the same thing with the CBD and hemp products. It's, you know, we never had any of that. And now we have two, possibly three locations, but uh, that's awesome to hear. Unfortunately, COVID is uh, causing disruptions everywhere, but uh, we have a few cancellations we have to announce to everyone. Yeah, for sure. I think when you think of this pandemic going on, there's probably not an industry that'll be get hit harder than the event industry. And uh, we're, we're certainly seeing that in Baltimore as Light City, which has become such an exciting event for the city, for many different neighborhoods that are participating in it. That event will be canceled for the next two years. So that's really unfortunate. And then that event paired up with the Baltimore Book Festival and that's going to be canceled for at least one year. So unfortunately, two really big, exciting events that kind of united a lot of different neighborhoods together will, will not be happening. But, uh, you know, I guess we're kind of getting used to it. A lot of our favorite events have not happened this year. And uh, unfortunately, Light City and Book Festival are, are, are joining that, that lineup. So, Kevin, I know you got a couple of cool stories for us to share to kind of round out this latest episode of our podcast. What you got? Tell me about tell me a cool story, bro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple stories that show why we have a, a vibrant business community in Baltimore, because we have uh, a community that just loves our small businesses. But a uh, tiny brick oven, they described uh, this COVID-19 pandemic as taking a massive hit to their business. Uh, they did a ton of late night business, selling pizzas. Uh, you, you know, they're, they're not a pizza shop that has a uh, a delivery option. So they really were dependent on people walking in there and getting some of their Neapolitan and New York style pizzas and uh, eating them there or, or taking them as, as they walk away. So their business took a, a massive hit, as they were saying. And and owner Will Fag said, hey, we're, we're having a lot of trouble 
paying our electric bill. It's $2,000. That was one of the the bills that uh, we wanted to delay and it, it was time to pay it. And he reached out to his, his customers on social media, on e- his email blast and said, hey, we'd really appreciate it if you came in and bought pizza this week. We need to sell about 200 pizzas to meet our goal. And it just led to an outpouring of support. He said they had their busiest weeks ever. They Not only did people come in and eat pizza, but they also came in and started a pay it forward wall where essentially you could come in and pay for your own pizza and then pay for somebody else's pizza down the line. So they could kind of get that, that income coming in now and some people could cash in those tickets later. So really cool. If you walk in there, you see, uh, uh, on the wall on this board, they have, you'll see these post-it notes saying, uh, free pizza on me. And, uh, the owner, Will Fag, just a, a very hardworking and creative guy who's really done a lot of fun things during this pandemic. He did pizza kits at one point. He hosted a soup kitchen on Easter for local homeless people. Well, he created portable hand-washing sinks for people to use at, at different locations around Baltimore. Well, now his idea is we have all these prepaid pizzas, Let's kind of do a soup kitchen for the homeless where they can have pizza. So he's going to host a, an event one night where uh, local homeless people or local people that just need a meal can come in and, and have some pizzas. So just an awesome example of people helping people helping people. So I love that story. Yeah, then another story, uh, Ice Queens, which uh, one of their owners, uh, Deja Kabia, is African-American. They, they had some damage to some of their signs outside, and there were some uh, racist comments hurled their way. So... The neighbor, they were asking for support to help pay for some of those signs that were damaged. And it really led to a huge outpouring of support to uh, to show support for their business and also help them have some good days of business to help pay for some of the damage. So not only did the Locust Point and South Baltimore community come out strong in support of, of Ice Queens, but also a lot of people from around the city, a lot of local politicians came out to support Ice Queens and they had uh, big lines throughout the weekend that it happened and the subsequent days. So certainly uh, two great stories of South Baltimoreans and Baltimoreans seeing a business that needs a boost and they gave it to them big time. So great to see. You can you can see why we have so many great small businesses in South Baltimore because it's a place where we support them, we love them, and uh, we really like it to be a part of our daily life. That's awesome. What a, what a cool story, Kevin. Um, thank you for sharing that. And uh Two great examples there of how our neighborhood rallies together and helps out each other. And we, you know, we're all in this together. Appreciate everyone staying positive and trying to be as positive as possible. It's not always easy, but we will get through this. And if our little podcast can be one little brightness in your day, we appreciate that too. So thank you very much. All right, everybody, we thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of This Week in South Baltimore. Make sure you like and subscribe our podcast. And Kev, tell people how they can learn more about SouthBemore.com. Yeah, definitely come to our site, SouthBemore.com. Check out our daily articles, our daily specials that we feature for local restaurants. Uh, Make sure to subscribe to us on on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our e-newsletter. So we appreciate the support. If anybody's looking to promote an event or a business or an institution or anything going on in in Baltimore, South Baltimore, let us know. We have great opportunities for advertising. And please, when you see somebody advertising on our website, make sure to support them. They're really uh, helping SouthBeaver.com maintain a great news site in South Baltimore. So definitely uh, support our sponsors. They're uh, so important to everything we're doing here. You're listening to This Week in South Baltimore, brought to you by SouthBemore.com.